0: is in session with basketball you welcome to your study time for the world of college hoops now hear your professors
1: aki and Hanley on ESPN1000. <laughs>
2: The Madness is in full swing. You've got Basketball U here on ESPN 1000. Tyler Aki and Brian Hanley with you till noon today. Illini going to tip off in just a little bit. We'll break down everything because they've got a very, very enticing matchup today, Brian, against Houston. But how about everything that happened yesterday? I like to call it Survival Saturday. That's what we saw yesterday. Gonzaga, they survive. You look at UNC, it looked like they didn't have to survive, and then they did.
0: Largest deficit comeback in that round in NCAA history, 25 points. If
2: Baylor could have gotten over the hump there, yeah.
0: And the officials tried to get him over (laughs) the hump by just saying, hey, you guys go ahead and decide this. We'll be over here watching.
2: So... Thank you for uh, tuning in, Tyler Aki, Brian Hanley. We are on Twitch. Watch us, twitch.tv slash ESPN1000Chicago, also 100.3 hd 2 if you want to hop on in. So let's start with that Baylor and UNC game from yesterday because, like you said, the officiating, listen, I'm not a, a big ref complainer because at the end of the day, I don't think officiating determines the, the biggest portions of games. I. 25 points, letting that lead slip. That's not officiating per no. se, but when you take a guy out of a game like they did with Brady Manic yesterday, getting him out on a flagrant two foul that eh, I wouldn't take him out of a game. I don't think. The game was certainly chippy. It turned into a quasi-football game out there on the hardwood, but the officiating to me so far in this tournament, the, the first two days, I thought it was pretty consistent across yeah. the board. I thought, for the most part, pretty good. And on top of that they let guys play a little bit. Like, you knew what you were getting. But then in this game, you see towards the end of the game, every, pretty much inside of 10 minutes, everything sort of tightened up. Every single ticky-tack thing got called. And as a result of that, here comes here comes Baylor back and almost pulling off a historic comeback because you're, you're removing one of the best players in the game. Yeah, uh, look, the the manic
0: flag too was almost like, hey, we got to get this under control. I didn't think it r- rose to that level and he should have been ejected. But they thought they had a blowout on their hands and it was getting too chippy. Jay Billis tweeted out it's a hockey, a rugby game, rugby, not yep. basketball. <laughs> and, and, you know, the fact of the matter is it turned in because your, your lack of consistency like you're talking about. The first half, all those fouls in the final 10 minutes of, the, of regulation and in overtime would have been fouls in the first half. It's almost like the the, the crew of uh, Kip Kissinger, Brent Hampton, and Donnie Epley, who will not be officiating another game, I don't <laughs> believe, in this tournament. They won't be moving on. They they almost got in a trick bag. They didn't know how to handle it because you know they called pretty much everything they saw in the first half, and then they decided the manic was going to be an example, exhibit A, of what not to do and hoped everything would calm down and that you know UNC would go ahead and win that thing going away. Didn't happen. And then... You know, Baylor, God bless them, they, they, their defense was suffocating, but they got away with pretty much anything. Every time they trapped, they put a hand or two or three on a UNC guard who, you know, they all tri- they all decided to dribble into the corner and create their own issues. So UNC almost, you know what, that thing away, but I feel better now because, uh, look, Caleb Love, five points and fouls out and yeah. they still built built that lead and you know survived the overtime that team is dangerous going moving forward here
2: yeah we'll get into the the actual basketball that was played in this game in just a second but 53 fouls and 56 made baskets in this game unbelievable and you see i know it went to overtime but Four guys foul out in this game. You just don't see that. You had a a plethora of other guys also with three or four fouls. But getting into what Carolina did, and you know all too well about what happened with Carolina in round one when they dismantled Marquette, but I thought this might be a tough game for Baylor because of the size that Carolina brings to the table. Now, I thought one thing that Carolina would maybe be at a bit of a deficit here in this game would be the fact that they don't run a lot of guys. And if – it did get physical and there was foul trouble and God forbid somebody got ejected like they did in this game that could pose problems for them. And they're not the cleanest team with the basketball. They turned it over 21 times. They lost the turnover battle by 10 in this game and they still found a way to win. This is size that I think is going to disrupt. And really in that East region that they're in right now, along with Purdue, Texas, um, and, and obviously St. Peter's, we'll talk about them in just a little bit, but They've got size that can go with anybody else in that region. UCLA also there, too. And that's something that is going to give some teams fits down the stretch. Absolutely. Look, UNC,
0: hold, in the first two games, held Marquette and Baylor to less than one point per, per possession, right? And when they're hitting their threes, like they did against Marquette, it's lights out. So this team is the hottest team. I mean, no doubt. They've won 8-1 and one in their last nine, and they beat Duke to get into the tournament. So... You know, anything can happen, and, and if they bring a full complement and they hit their threes, they're, they're dangerous. And so now that you know that bracket's wide open as well.
2: Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Want to get your reaction to everything you've seen from the tournament so far? We're talking UNC, we're talking Baylor right now, and just looking at how that East region sets up moving forward. Because again, Baylor was the the one seed that went down in this game, and they're the first one to fall. And they were probably the most vulnerable from the get-go as well. But when you look at the, the entire landscape here, and, and again, Gonzaga, they got a scare. Kansas, to a degree, I mean, that was a close game pretty much the entire way. Arizona plays later on today. But And we have a, a poll out on our Twitter account, at ESPN1000, which high seed team that survived a scare is most vulnerable right now. Is it Gonzaga? Is it Illinois? Is it Kansas? Um but getting into UNC and, and Baylor and, and the scare that was given there, I didn't think UNC, because the thing with the Tar Heels is that you can usually tell within the first five minutes what the result of the game is going to be. And this was a game, and we saw it against Marquette, we saw it against in this game against Baylor, but... If they have those vulnerabilities down the stretch, the turnover problems, there's a lot of disciplined teams remaining in their region right now, when, whether it's UCLA, very disciplined team. You look at Purdue, very disciplined team. Texas, eh, not so much, but St. Peter's, if you're a 15 seed, you're not you're not a 15 seed in the Sweet 16 without some discipline to your team. No, uh,
0: one of their kids said we're the hardest practicing team in the tournament, and I guarantee that. Jersey City, St. Peter's, uh, you know, I had to look them. Up. I had no idea that, that they were from Jersey City, right? But boy, you talk about a team that I don't think it's luck that got them here. I mean, they're they're a hardworking team, right? Butch Lee's kid is one of the guards. So mm-hmm. I was like, Butch Lee's older than I am, and he's got a kid in college. God bless him.
2: Yeah, they have been the story of the tournament so far, and you look at what St. Peter's has done. Um, getting through Kentucky. First of all, winning the the MAC championship. That's Mac with two A's there for those counting at home. Uh, what they have done and to get to this point and I'm wondering if we're going to see more and more of this moving forward. The 15 seed pulling off these upsets because now we've seen it back-to-back years. Not just that, we've seen a 15 seed get to the Sweet 16 now in back-to-back years. And I look at St. Peter's as a team that very well coached, Shaheen Holloway. Oh man, I mean, what a job he's done! The last time a New Jersey team was in the Sweet 16 was a Shaheen Holloway-led Seton Hall team back in 2000 when he was the point guard for that team. And,
0: and, and you know already the rumors are out that he, he's yeah. going to go to Seton Hall and take over that program, which mm-hmm. crushes a school we like Saint Peter's, year. right? Mm-hmm. But but you know you can't begrudge him the opportunity. He, I still look the you know the Calipari's face in that post game was just like, what the hell just happened to me? Well, Shaheen Holloway is just what happened to him.
2: Yeah. The thing that has shocked me the most with St. Peter's throughout this run that they've been on, and again, they finished the season strong. They won their final four regular season games. Then they went through, won the M.A.A.C. tournament, and now they have pulled off victories over both teams out of the state of Kentucky, with the Kentucky Wildcats and then last night against Murray State. and Never trailed in that game. they Have done so in rather convincing fashion, yeah. I would say, too, especially for a 15 seed. But you look at what they've done, how their profile has changed since they've gotten to the tournament. I mean, you look at some of the the raw numbers from the regular season here. Really high turnover percentage offensively. That's not going to win you games in March. Really poor free throw shooting team. Sub sub 70%. Not going to win you Ooh. games in March. And, and a bad rebounding team as well on the on the defensive side. If you're going to allow a lot of offensive boards and a lot of second chance opportunities for hey, opposing teams... That's you, Marquette. Yep. <laughs> and you thought it was going to hurt them against Kentucky. When you've got a guy who can eat up everything on the inside on the glass in Oscar Sheboy, I thought that was going to really hurt them against Kentucky. Not that I really put a lot of thought into those 215 matchups because i don't think you need to same with the 116s but you look at how their profile has changed they've out rebounded both opponents so far and they have severely cut down on turnovers too um it wasn't great against kentucky but you force them the other way and then in this latest game against murray state turn the ball over 10 times for a team that is one of the worst in college basketball protecting the ball you'll live with 10 because Absolutely. that's going to be a winning formula for you.
0: Look, this is a, a St. Peter's team that lost to Siena by 14 a month ago. I mean, th- th- to see what they've done in short order, and now they believe they belong, and they look like they belong. And our buddy Fred Hubner tweeted out, you know, you got to make your free throws. And this tournament, in any NCAA tournament, you have to make your free throws. And how many times are you seeing these higher seed teams, you know, missing the front end on a one-on-one or, yeah. you know, making one of two? and it costs you at the end or at least scares you uh, by the time
2: the game's over 3123323776 and the thing about this St. Peter's team is they're not scared no you can tell that and and it's so great that they have a coach like Shaheen Holloway who's been through the state of New Jersey so he's got the the great recruiting base in that area but listen to what he said about his team, and the fearlessness that they play with. This was after the Murray State game last night.
0: No, I'm, I'm going to say this. It's going to come off a little crazy. I got guys from New Jersey and New York City. You think we scared of anything? Did you, you think we worried about guys trying to muscle us and tough us out? We do that. You know, that's who we are. Like, we are a very physical team. Our bodies probably don't look like it, but these guys play very hard and very physical. So that I wasn't worried about at all. You know, we've been playing against bigger teams all, the, whole, the, whole, the, the whole time. So them being a little bigger and stronger, it didn't phase us. When you got tough, hard-nosed kids, they're they ready to play.
2: They've been the aggressors this entire tournament, and you would not expect that out of a team like St. Peter's, who they outlasted a really good mid-major team in their own conference in Iona, led by Rick Patino. I mean, it's not very often you see one of the best basketball minds in the entire sport in a conference like the MAAC, but... Credit to what St. Peter's has done. They closed the season strong. The only reason they are in the NCAA tournament is because they went out and won their conference tournament. And now, I mean, the way that they are playing and the discipline that they're playing with and the changes that they have made from what they did in the regular season, a big reason why they are at where they are right now. I love post-game coach voice, too. You heard,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah heard yeah. Shane. yeah because his guys are tough, but he was on them the entire time, but, look third fifteen seed to to make the sweet sixteen. I have no idea what their odds were I only wish I had ten bucks on', them. but unfortunately, <laughs> I backed Tennessee way too much on my sports app yeah uh, right uh, I wonder out there three one, two, three, three, two, three, seven, seven, six, how many of your final four teams are still alive in your brackets because um you know, Tennessee bowed out. I had them in the championship game against Purdue, and I like Purdue's chances now the way that bracket
2: is uh, opened up. The path has certainly cleared up in the East. When you lose the one seed in Baylor, albeit the most vulnerable one seed in my eyes, and then you lose Kentucky... Who maybe was the best team in that entire region, too, the way that they were built. And when you have both of those teams not make it to the second weekend there, that's a little gift that the Purdues, the UCLAs were not expecting yep. to fall in their favor. So the path is certainly open there. 312 332 3776, if you want to jump on in. Talk about what you've seen from the tournament so far. And coming up next, big game today, in just a little bit, in just under an hour, we are going to see Illinois take on Houston. Can the Illini, after a scare against Chattanooga, pull off an upset against Kelvin Sampson and the Cougars? That is coming up next. Welcome back to Basketball U on Chicago's Home for Sports,
0: ESPN 1000.
2: Here are your hosts, Tyler Rocky and Brian Handel. You with you every Sunday of the NCAA Tournament. Tyler Aki, Brian Hanley, 10 to noon with you on ESPN 1000. Also on Twitch. Shout out to all the Twitchers in the chat today. Twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Be sure to follow us there. And you can follow us on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Myself at Tyler Aki underscore and at Brian Hanley 534. So the big one in the area today is Illinois taking on Houston. But let's just take a look at how we got here with Illinois. Obviously, not not a pretty game against Chattanooga. They led in this game for less than a minute, but... 25 seconds if you're scoring at home. It was the minute that you needed to be leading if you were Illinois. Just another one of these sloppy games from the Fighting Illini. 14 turnovers, but 14 turnovers is one thing if it's spread across a couple of guys. It's another thing... When Andre Curbelo, the point guard who's supposed to be steadying for your team, has six of them, and then Kofi Coburn, the four that he has in the post are a little bit different because he's going to be mobbed and hounded pretty much every single time he gets the ball in the paint. But this team needs Andre Curbelo to step up and start playing like the guy that some people thought was going to break the all-time Illinois assist record, and now all of a sudden, he's become a guy who comes off the bench, and you don't know what you're going to get with Andre Corbello.
0: Well, you know, it's maddening, and last Sunday you said it, This the Illini team is a team you just can't trust, and I added, and is a player on the Illini team I can't trust, and when he combines with uh, DeMonte Williams to go 2 of 16 from the floor and, and the turnovers, uh, it, it's maddening, but uh, our buddy Steve Greenberg at the Sun Times, who's covering the, the line I out in Pittsburgh, wrote a really interesting personality piece on Curbelo. And the kid makes no apologies, no excuses. He is who he is, and he I freely admit it. And, and Steve points out that even with the turnovers and lack of points, he was, a, what, a plus 18 in that game the other day? He freely admits this year is the first year he's even give, given a thought, and he's given a lot of thought to play defense. <laughs> Said in high school in Puerto yeah. Rico, not even no, didn't even cross his mind. Last year, maybe a little bit, but this year, he's maddening. And when he drives the lane and you know does behind the uh, back dribble, and you know it's all showtime and and no finish. Illini fans light up Twitter with you know this this guy drives me nuts. You know you need to bench him. The fact is, they're damn good. Defensively, when he's on the floor, yeah. So he is who he is. He's not going to change at this point, and you live with him. And I think you know if 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 he starts scoring, you're going to be fine. But his his defense is out there. You're going to be okay too, uh, if that makes sense. But two of sixteen from
2: your guards—that's got to be a hell of a lot better. You're right. He doesn't need to be some sort of offensive juggernaut out there, but he needs to be a presence offensively without scoring. And that is taking care of the basketball yep. and setting up guys. When you've got a guy out there, and Kofi Coburn, who around the rim has been fantastic this season, you got to continue to feed that. You have to know the strengths of this team, and that's Kofi Coburn. I really like what I've seen out of Alfonso Plummer the last couple of weeks, and Trent Frazier. I mean, he's a guy that has to be better too. Much he better. really struggled in that Chattanooga game, 0 for five from three, only had two points, four assists, but he did take care of the basketball. He had just one turnover in his 32 minutes out there, but he's a guy who, unlike Cribbello, you need Trent Frazier to score if you're going to have success. If you're Illinois,
0: yeah, I think we both agreed last week that you know we trusted Frazier a lot more because he's a veteran guy, yeah, more calm presence. I'll tell you what, right down to the block at the end, Coleman Hawkins was terrific. Right, I mean, he almost had a double double, and he bailed him up with that rejection that would have been the game, even you know. The whole Brad Underwood talking about we're going to be fine. We're rested up. We got the early exit from the Big uh, Ten tournament. It's all going to be great. We'll go to Champaign and we were exhausted last year. And then you lay an egg like that. But to his credit, he said, you know, we were, you know what, uh, against Chattanooga and we have to be a lot better. And against Houston, they're going to have to be a lot better.
2: And you're going to have to be a lot more disciplined, too. And I'm glad you brought up Coleman Hawkins because he was fantastic in this game against Chattanooga. He finishes with 10 points. To go along with eight rebounds, didn't turn the ball over. Obviously, the huge block at the end—sort of his big moment—that's going to probably yeah, be in the moment. Exactly, yeah, it's montage. going to be in the montage at the end. But there's the little undisciplined things that he does, like towards the end of that game, where he just Chattanooga came down with a rebound. Everyone's getting back on defense, but what does Coleman Hawkins do? He goes after the guy with the rebound and just winds up to try to whack it out of there. And it's like, dude, you don't have to do that right now. Because even though it looked like he got all ball right. on, the, on the swing They're through, call that. when you wind up yeah. like that, it's a foul. Yeah. And you just have to be smarter in moments like that. So I, I'm still torn. I think this team, discipline-wise, needs to be better. They need to take care of the basketball more. But this is a Houston team that might be a complete 180 from what Illinois is from a discipline and a culture standpoint right now because – Kelvin Sampson, I mean, what he has done, he might be the coach of the year with the way that he has gotten Houston ready every single game this season – after losing two All-American caliber players within the first month or two. And he
0: hasn't been texting illegally while he's been down there, as far as we know. So, yeah, yeah, he got another opportunity, and and that Houston program's better for it.
2: 312-332-3776. What is your biggest worry about the fighting Illini heading into today's matchup against Houston? We'd love to hear from you. 312-332-3776. Looking, though, at this Illinois profile and what they do well, what they struggle with this season, I mean, turnovers have been an issue. The defense and offense pretty much in lockstep from an efficiency standpoint. 26th in the country in offense, 24th in the country in defense. So probably not championship caliber numbers there, but this is a fighting Illini team that they can get hot, too. Like, Alfonso Plummer's a guy who he can go out and hit the first three threes that he takes in a game And if that starts rolling against a team like Houston, you certainly have a chance. There's a number of sort of microwave type players on this team, whether it is Plummer, whether it is a guy like Frazier, even Curbelo. Like we talk about how frustrating he can be as a player, but the frustrations don't come from necessarily all the bad plays he makes because he wouldn't be out there if he just made bad plays all the time. He has the knack for the spectacular as well. I mean, think about some of the passes he's made throughout the NCAA tournament and the Big Ten tournament in the regular season. There, Everyone knows a guy who who's, has a lot of flash to their game, right? Whether you're playing in the rec league, that is exactly what Andre Curbelo is. But can they get him to be a consistent force? Because we've seen at times... He's put up really good numbers, and he has been a, a major contributor to winning basketball. Well,
0: look against Chattanooga, the Illini outscored uh, Chattanooga by 18 when he was on the floor, and they were outscored by 17 when he was on the bench. So, Brad Underwood said he just makes everyone better out there. And again, when guys are mostly flash and dash, and and you're old school, and you like you know you, you save that for the NBA, mm-hmm. you know. It it is maddening and it's frustrating, right? But but the fact of the matter is, this team's not going to get to the Final Four unless he brings his A game or at least his B game from here on out. And you know, if they can get by Houston today, I assume you know you're going to have to bring your A game against uh,
2: Arizona. Rematch game there, and it is worth noting, Curbelo did not play in that Arizona game. Not to get too far ahead of ourselves there, but we have seen him show up in big moments this season. I, I flash back to that Purdue game. It was his first game back after the concussion. And he goes out there off the bench and in 26 minutes of play gives him 20 points, six rebounds, three assists. But the most spectacular number hidden in all of that is the fact that he didn't turn the ball over. Yep. And he's had games where he only has one turnover, but he's also had games like you just look at his last five games six, one, four, three, four. Those are his turnover numbers the last five games. That stuff has to get better. And the funny part is the one loss in there is the game where he only had one turnover in that game against Indiana, but you also see his minutes sometimes dip in certain situations because Brad doesn't trust him out there, I don't think, in some of these. Or sometimes he trusts him to a fault at times by leaving him in.
0: Well, at least he's self-aware. He said, I take high-risk plays, but I think what separates me from other guards, maybe, like everybody says, it's sometimes good, it's sometimes bad. I'm going to continue to be who I am on and off the floor always. And so, you know, live with it. You know, they, nothing's changing. He's not changing. And you just better hope that he does take care of the ball better. And he's still a defensive presence that he has been uh, so far.
2: Three one two three three two What is your biggest fear with this Alignan group? We'll also get into Houston a little bit and what they pose against Illinois in this matchup between a five and a four seed, a trip to the Sweet 16 on the line in the West region. The winner will in all likelihood, take on Arizona if the one seed can push past TCU later today. So looking at a little bit more with Illinois, too, I I think Kofi Coburn, and, and you sort of saw it play out with Michigan yesterday. What has been Michigan's biggest problem this season is that they just don't feed the ball to Hunter Dickinson enough. And lo and behold, you feed Hunter Dickinson all game long, and you beat off a team that was one of the best and maybe a Final Four caliber team, and you take down Tennessee like that, this team needs to get the ball to Kofi Coburn because there's not a lot of size in the interior with Houston. And if you let Kofi Coburn be the star, you're going to certainly have a chance to pull off this upset.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, Kofi, every team's going to try to make everyone else beat you but Kofi, right? But Houston, I don't think, has the personnel and the the, the size and height to do that. So he had 17 points, 13 rebounds, three blocks against Chattanooga. He can, you know, have thirty points and probably twenty rebounds if if you feed him the way you should against Houston because, he you know he's going to be the best big man out there. So as much as they might want to take him out of the game, I think he can dominate if you if you get him the ball.
2: So looking at Houston, Josh Carlton is their biggest player at six foot eleven. He's really good on the offensive side of the glass, but defensively he can be a liability at times. He, he has some interior presence to his game, but this is a team that. If you let Kofi Coburn go to work against Houston and you get him, the the touches inside, the one thing that I think will be a problem, though, is how good of a team defense that Houston plays. I think that can be a real struggle because what do we see with Kofi Coburn? We brought up the four turnovers he had against Chattanooga. One thing that he can do, he'll back his way down in the post, but he doesn't always have awareness where some of those help side defenders, some of those guards are. And those are the guys that are going to get the steals on him. And if they can't take care of that in this game, they're going to have a real issue because if Kofi Coburn is uninvolved or if he's turning the ball over, you you can start the buses at the end of the first half because well, it's not going to look pretty for Illinois.
0: That's why it's also uh, the you know, the guards are going to have to get him the ball in in good spaces before those defense, you know, the help defense can be there so he can operate quickly and and convert a hoop or two and not have to worry about Guys trying to smother him in the paint.
2: 312 332 We want to hear all your Illini thoughts here on Basketball U. Tyler Aki Brian Hanley. We'll also get into some other stuff that we saw from yesterday, including Gonzaga pulling off a victory in comeback fashion, something that they have actually struggled with this year. We'll talk about that coming up next. This is Basketball U
1: on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app.
2: Illinois and Houston coming up in a little less than 45 minutes. We're with you here on Basketball U, Tyler Aki and Brian Hanley. 312 332 if you've got any Illini thoughts. If you want to talk about Michigan's big win yesterday taking down Tennessee, we'll get to that in a little bit more in just a little bit. But real quickly, I, I do think we should go through some things with Houston here because the other side, people need to know what's going on with the Cougars, what makes them good. How can a team with the record that they had be a seed that they are? I mean, they were there. I believe they're one of two 30 win teams in the tournament right now at 30 and 5, but Whoa. they do play in the AAC. So that's obviously going to pad some of those numbers. They did win the conference tournament, though, beating Memphis in the championship game. And the Tigers, one of the hottest teams. And you saw them almost take down Gonzaga last night. But this is one of the best coach teams in the entire tournament because of Kelvin Sampson. I mentioned earlier they lost two all-American caliber players at the beginning of the season when Marcus Sasser went down, Tremont Mark went down. Those were two guys that were integral parts of getting this team to the Final Four last year. And to lose them as early as they did and still rebound and get to the point that they are at right now, that to me says a ton about this team's character. They're only losses in the non-con were Alabama on the road and a neutral site game against Wisconsin. And I think we've learned Wisconsin's a pretty good team, even though at the time they didn't look like it. And then Alabama, they can play with pretty much anybody. And they
0: were pretty; uh, they're even a better team at that point in the season, yeah. right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's going to be interesting. Again, coaching can only take you so far when you get to this point in the tournament, and and maybe it's more of a uh, an edge for a team like St. Peter's. Uh, but you know, when, when you're playing against an line 19 that hasn't. It hasn't played well for a couple of weeks now. Uh, it, the, the Illini should be able to go out there and and win this thing by double digits if if they they have the better talent overall. They do.
2: Yep. No that, doubt.
0: I mean, so it's it's that point in the tournament where the best talent on the floor should win the game, right? And mm-hmm. it, it's not the first round scare anymore. Or maybe you underestimated your your opponent coming in. And again, Illinois could have been a one seed if they went ahead and won the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. Right. They end up a four seed in Pittsburgh, and and you got that product against Chattanooga. I just think that they they didn't have enough sense of urgency that you should take care of business when you're a, a, the top team in the conference going into the tournament. Go ahead and win the tournament.
2: All right three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you've got any Illini thoughts that you want to get in here, so. This is a defensive-minded Houston team. I think the offensive metrics are more of the product of the league that they played in. In the AAC, a very sort of minor league sort of conference there. But defensively, one of the best at preventing shots around the rim. They've got... Some solid interior presence. You've got a couple guys, albeit not with a lot of size. And that's what I'm looking forward to seeing in this game. How is Houston going to handle size? Because they did lose twice to Memphis in the regular season. I know they beat them that third time in the AAC tournament, but Jalen Duran is a an NBA caliber big. He's going to play physical with you. We saw that last night with the battle that he had with Chet Holmgren. If Kofi Coburn can be a physical force inside and give this Houston team some fits on the interior. I really like the Illini's chances, but that's a big if because getting that ball to Kofi can be troublesome at times for Illinois.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm still waiting for that home durin Duran uh, matchup to to rise to NBA standards. Yeah, but you know, foul trouble, you know, get gets you in trouble too. So. Yeah. Um, you know, So it's not just the Illini stars who have been struggling at this point, right? It, yeah. it, you know, again, it's it survive in, in advance, and uh, that's certainly been Illinois' case
2: to this point. So, Houston, another thing that I'm looking for in this game, they, they run a pretty deep squad out there. You'll probably see, oh, eight, nine guys play for the Cougars today. But they, they almost have to because they foul at one of the highest clips in the entire country. They're, they're almost 300th in the nation in Oof. in foul rates. And Illinois is going to have to hit their free throws in this game. I know it sounds cliche, you got to hit your free throws in March, but this is an Illinois team, that, and part of this is a discipline factor for me, but they're shooting 70% from the line this season, 220th out of 358 teams in the country. Kofi's not a great foul shooter, but you have a couple guys on your team that you have to get the ball and have them attack in this game, whether it's Trent, he's a fantastic free-throw shooter at 85%. Whether it's Alfonso Plummer, 88%. Those guys need to force the issue and maybe attack at some of these bigs because then you can maybe start to get some of these mismatches on Kofi in the post because, like, I, I've said a lot that big guys aren't going to win you a championship. It's usually, guard play. It's usually the guards that are going to do it. Just look at last year's Final Four. However... If you get opportune matchups with some of your bigs, you can win individual tournament games. And in a, in a tournament of survive and advance, I look at Kofi. If he can get some good matchups on the post against guys, if you can get Josh Carlton out there and, and maybe get more matchups with Fabian White throughout this matchup, that, to me, would bode well for someone like Kofi Coburn because, A, he's going to have a, a four-inch height advantage there, and B, you're going to be getting rid of one of the better rebounders on this Houston team, on a good rebounding Houston team.
0: If it's not the marquee guys on the Illini today, which which Illini player is going to have to step up and, and help the Curbellos and Fraziers and, and Cochburns?
2: I look at Alfonso Plummer yeah. because he has been sort of that microwave player that you've seen for this Illinois team. He's a guy who can go out there. I mean, you look at a game that he had against Ohio State back in February where he goes 8 for 10 from 3. I mean, just look at some of these games that he's had for this Illinois team. How many times has he gotten 6, 7, and like I mentioned, eight threes for this team. He does it. I'm not going to say fairly regularly, but it's certainly inconsistent. Last couple games, he's had the threes, the twos. So it it hasn't been that explosion-type performance like we saw against Michigan back in the end of February where he goes and hits six three-pointers against the Wolverines. Alfonso Plummer is going to be one of those guys that can win you a tournament game by himself. And if Coburn can't get things going or if he... Is battling in the post and maybe is coming up a little bit short on some of his post moves. And Corbello's maybe turning the basketball over a little bit. I need to see Alfonso Plummer have one of those games, those big time performances that you hear the announcers yelling, This is March, and it's the Alfonso Plummer shot playing in the background. That's the type of performance he might need to have today.
0: Well, you know, you gave props to Calvin Sampson, and rightfully so. I've got it. Tell you when they re up Brad Underwood down in Champaign and gave him a raise like every college coach, you know, here's your country club membership and your yep. mortgage for your mansion and private jet. All the, yeah, all the, you know, yeah, with the Bill Self gets 240 hours of a <laughs> private jet to get out of uh, Kansas. Um, I was shaking my head because I didn't see it. And I, and you know what? You better not bow out today because then I'm definitely not seeing it. It's great he got Illinois back to being relevant and got yeah. him back in the tournament and got him to to tie for a conference championship with a little help from Nebraska. But that said, you've had talent now the last couple of years, yeah. and if you, if you're early exit last year against Loyola and you were fatigued and you had your excuses, and you know I got to see more from him. I've got to see him being the difference maker. I you know the, the A to B coach, but not B to C coach. If if you get you bow out today. I'm still scratching my head. I'm, I, it's great the recruits are coming. It's great that he's got the program advancing and back to pe- you know, people caring in the state about college basketball. But now's the time you know, for him to, to lead this team to their ranking and to their seed and to, to validate that. And they should have been better than a four seed. But we'll see what happens today.
2: Three one two three three two three seven seven six. What are your worries with this Illinois Fighting Illini team? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. And like you said, I mean, we heard it yesterday on Peggy and Dion. Someone called in, and they were ready to can the guy. Yep. They wanted him out of here weeks ago, and I don't think it's at that point. I mean, you you no. get a, a certain level of leeway for having the relevancy, but we see coaches get fired for their malperformances in March, and this is a program that the last couple of seasons has had a contender for player of the year. Last year it was Io DeSumo. Yep. This year it was Kofi Coburn. So there is no excuse for the lack of talent. They have certainly brought in talent to the program. I think Alfonso Plummer, he was one of the top Uh, Transfers in in the country here. You you look at Curbelo. He was a highly rated player coming out of high school. There is talent on this roster. Trent Frazier is a guy who I think every coach in the country would want a Trent Frazier on their roster, especially in an NCAA tournament game. But I just think that you cannot underperform, especially after last season. You have to get Sweet 16, Elite 8. Absolutely. You You have to.
0: Back back in the day when I was covering the Illini, Lou Henson would always take out a piece of paper or a napkin at a restaurant, and he would roughly sketch out the state of Illinois, right? Mm-hmm. And he had all the arrows coming into Illinois, talking about, oh, we all know the great Illinois basketball talent at the high school level. Yeah. And, and it was during the Deion Thomas thing, and, and the Iowa, you know, it was Illinois paying Deion, and, you know, the, the Bruce Pearl stuff. And he basically said, everyone comes and steals our, our state talent, and that's why it was so important for Jimmy Collins to, to be the recruiter and all that. Fred Underwood, early on, if my memory serves, there were a bunch of high school coaches saying, We don't see him. He doesn't show yeah. up. You know, he doesn't come to the games. Now, maybe that's changed in, in his years here. But you better not take that for granted. And it's great you go get Corbello from Puerto Rico and all that. You better recruit the state first, right? Yeah. And you better do that on a regular basis so that those arrows aren't going the other way where the kids are starting right and now you're relevant again so kids are at least paying attention and might be, want to be part of what's going on in champagne
2: i think too and he did a good job bringing in disumu but even look at kofi he's a guy who i believe he played out in connecticut yep. for his first for high school ball corbello played out in obviously he was in puerto rico and then he moved to new york so right. The, the East Coast stuff, He you do need to, to win the state. And I think he did it a little bit. He went out and got a guy in Ty Rogers in this next class. But this is kind of a, a put-up-or-shut-up moment for, Absolutely for Illinois is. basketball today Absolutely against Houston. Is. This is a very, very important game for the program because, again, you may not have a Kofi Coburn next season. You almost lost him this past off season too. And think about where this team would be without Kofi, potentially, because then you're looking at a, a really depleted team that – Probably isn't even in the NCAA tournament if they don't have a Kofi Coburn.
0: Yeah, so it, it, it is make or break time. Love to hear from the Line Nine Nation. Where your confidence level is today? Are, are you feeling good? You, because they haven't played their best basketball by a long shot, and yet here you are. Or you're saying, "Man, am I nervous?"
2: Three one two three three two three seven seven six. That's where we find Julia on i fifty five. What's going on, Julia? Here <laughs> go. Julia. Hello. Hello? We heard hey, her. how's it going? Hey, what's going on? I uh, I just called in. I'm, I'm just saying, I think that, uh, you know, for this Illinois game, we're really going to have to see Kofi rebound and uh, push the ball up the floor. I, I want to see him hit Corbello on the run, and we want to see Corbello be that spark plug that he usually is. Are you, and Are you a Corbello fan, thing.
0: or do you uh, always kind of hold your breath whenever he's out there?
2: Dude, I, I love it. I love his attitude. I yeah. think he has a great attitude, and I think he's that spark plug. You yeah. know, yeah. I definitely think uh, you know one big thing too is we're gonna have to see Plummer hit that open three. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. obviously he's that microwave player, but uh, if we could just get one or two open threes out of him, I think we'll really we'll really hold the chance to push on uh, Houston. Yep, thank you for the call, Julian. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Illini fans, if you want to jump in, I do think when he brings up uh, you love the attitude of a guy like Curbelo. Deion Thomas, one of the members of the Flying Illini, one of the greatest players in program history, he likes to call Andre Corbello El Mago, kind of like what Cubs fans are are accustomed to with Javi Baez. And it's very similar. You see the splash wow plays in a guy like Andre Corbello. You also see the plays where it's like, why is this guy on the field? Why is this guy on the court here? And that's the frustrating nature of of a player like Andre Curbelo, they're going to need him to show out in this game. Absolutely. They're going to need Corbello. They're going to need, I think, Plummer's going to have to have a big game. You cannot you cannot just say we are Kofi or Bust because th- those teams don't win, and those teams don't win against cultures like what Houston has. Houston has been doing this for a couple years now. Kelvin Sampson has built this thing up and, and put together Final Four caliber teams. I, I, I believe in the pandemic season, they were shooting for a really high seat again they dominate in their conference and then they get to play. And Houston's one of those teams where they're almost like the new age Gonzaga where everybody just wants to pick against them because, oh, you didn't play anyone during your regular season. You, you're you just a, a flash-in-the-pan team that once you get to March, you're going to choke. And they've never really choked along the way.
0: You know what? And you can just reference Gonzaga against Memphis for the same thing, right? If you, That Memphis program, I, I didn't value them enough and yet turns out they're probably under and when you have a disciplined team with length and quick- quickness and maybe gonzaga came in feeling like they were all that next thing you know you're you you know you're in a game until the final possession really right. one yeah. possession game
2: three one two three three two three seven seven six we'd love to hear from you illini fans mike brandon will we'll get to all of you guys next Follow Chicago's Home for
1: Sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000.
2: You're listening to
1: Tyler Rocky and Brian Hanley. It's basketball, you talking college hoops. Talking
0: college hoops with you on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000.
2: Basketball you here on ESPN 1000. Tyler Aki and Brian Hanley. Illinois and Houston tipping off in about 20 minutes. A fans on edge, I think, for this game. This is a very important game for the program. When you look at the disappointment they had last season and what they need to do, really... To, to stay relevant. It's one thing to, to perk up a little bit with Io DeSumo and Kofi Coburn, but what happens when those guys leave the program? And that's the next step for this Illinois team. 312-332-3776. Love to hear from all of the Illini fans out there. Let's start with Mike in Elk Grove. What's going on, Mike?
0: Hey, thanks for having me, guys.
2: Thanks for making the call. I-
0: uh, I really think the Illini are going to have some self-reflection after coming out flat Friday, especially
2: with the seniors, and they're going to come out with more urgency, but have to figure out a way to avoid the five-plus-minute droughts where we don't have a field goal. Yeah, that, and that's a big thing across college basketball, and we thank you for for the call, Mike. I, I look at the team that came out sluggish, and I, I to a degree, agree with you're not going to come out with that lack of urgency. I, I think you look across the, the way and see a 13 seed in, in Chattanooga that, that quite frankly, Chattanooga, I don't even think played very well no, in that game. no. I, I just think the Illini played worse and just at the end of the day had more talent that won out, but I don't think they'll come out with that lack of urgency in this game. They are a veteran team, but like we've also said, they are an undisciplined team, too. And if you don't have... If you can't match that up there you're looking at another team that could disappoint you. And I know they're not a favorite in this game. I think you just brought it up there, yeah, three and a three-and-a-half-point point dog, dog heading into this. But think about this that. would be a major disappointment It'd be if amazing. they didn't come out away with a win. You
0: better not need Drew Timmy time. You better not need yeah. some guy screaming in the huddle and using every you know four-letter word you <laughs> think of to, to motivate you and tell you the G-rated version is, you know, this might be our last 20 minutes of basketball together, so let's go out there and do something about it. You you know play against uh, Houston at a deficit. Good luck because they're going to be a hell of a lot better than Chattanooga.
2: Yep three one two three three two three seven seven six Illini fans jump on in. That's where Brandon from Oak Park checks in. What's going on, Brandon?
0: Hey
1: guys, first of all, let me just say this. I've been watching this team all year long. I'm a huge fan.
2: Brandon, were first you the all- one that called in yesterday, ready to fire Underwood? Uh, just about
1: yeah. Because I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you this. You can't have two fifth-year seniors scoring two points apiece. Yep. That's pathetic and ridiculous. And Trent Fraser has been brutal the last uh, 10 games. And it's not his fault. Let me tell you something. Trent Fraser can't get his own shot. So he can't get shots for others. So you have to set picks with big Kofi up top. You never see Kofi come up top and set a pick. He just stands down there in the lane, and, and, and he tries to go. He got two, three guys on. him. He never throws it out. And let me say this is very, very important. There's a kid on that bitch named uh, uh, A.J. Melendez who can play. Mm -hmm. He's a two-way player. And you have the player of the year from Wisconsin. I'm going to say it again. You have a freshman that's player of the year from Wisconsin who can't get time on your team. You're not Gonzaga. You're not Duke Underwood. What what are you? It's don't sit a whole season. It's a transfer portal. This guy clearly doesn't know what he's doing. The best thing he could do is start Carvello, start three guys. Because Demonte Williams is hot garbage. He gives you nothing. Go with the three guards and set picks up top with Coleman and and Kofi. That's how Trent Frazier can get open. And the NBA needs to see Kofi up top going back to the basket, up in the open floor. All of this down low and he's a black hole and don't want to pass it back out when shooters are wide open, I would tell him, Pass it out. That opens up the offense. If we hit a couple of threes, now the defense has to change.
2: Let's go, guys. Peace. All right, Brandon. Good luck to your your lineup. Yep. And I get what he's saying. Kofi needs to, to be up top. In this game, you need Kofi in the post. I don't think you need him setting screens. And, listen, I don't think Coleman Hawkins is great at setting screens either. I think he's very susceptible to getting some of those moving screens because of the physicality at the top that he'll face against some of these guards. And just he's, he's a thinner guy. He's a, a slender guy that can get moved by some of these guards at the top. But this is – Kofi Coburn can get you some offensive rebounds in this game. He's going to have the height advantage. I just think that you need him in the post in a game like this against Houston who has so many good rebounders. You want to give yourself an opportunity for, at a minimum, to get them in a little bit of foul trouble. Is there validity to what Brandon just said though about,
0: you know, you you get to the dance with the guys who brought you there so you're not going to the, the hot recruit out of Wisconsin yeah. in the freshman and, and I the question I would have, and we maybe talk about it in the final hour at some point, how much has the transfer portal changed? Yeah. The way coaches coach? You know, back in the day Al McGuire was all senior time, right? When guys stayed for four years, yep. And you, he, he would recruit him saying, by the time you're a senior, you're going to be the star of this team and you're going to be on your way to the NBA. Well, obviously now it's sophomore year, you know, the, the star is going to the NBA or whatever. But if, if you're the hot kid out of Wisconsin, and you're sitting on the bench, what are you thinking? And if you threw him out there today and, and put him in the heat of the moment, how would he respond?
2: On the note of Demonte Williams, who Brandon brought up, this was a guy last year that shot 55% from three. Not hot garbage then. And But here's the problem, and I think it gets to Brandon's larger point there. He shot 55%, but he only took 64 And if you're shooting 55%, you need to be shooting more threes mm-hmm. than that. It felt like he was scared at times to get some of those shots off. Have to be the perfect he, situation. He needs to shoot the basketball more. And this season, he's obviously seen his numbers dip down. I mean, Nearly twenty percent, a little over twenty percent, actually, from what it was from a season ago. He's sh- now shooting thirty-three percent from distance, but Ooh. that's a guy who you know he can hit those sort of shots. He needs to be aggressive. I'm not saying you want him to shoot every yeah. single one because I don't think don't that's going to go well. Today, yeah, but if you can run some sets to get him open looks. He's a knockdown shooter. He led the country in three-point shooting last year. That's amazing. And for him to see this fall and just not have the aggressiveness that I think is necessary for this Illini team, as a fifth-year guy, like Brandon said, that stuff is going to hurt you, especially around this time. All right, coming up next, Gonzaga. They had a scare yesterday against Memphis. Are they still the title favorite in your eyes? We'll talk about that next.